You're listening to the Cultural Curriculum Chat, the podcast that specializes in multicultural education and classroom strategies. I'm your host, Jebe Edmonds. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to the Cultural Curriculum Chat. And our guest chair today is a wonderful, energetic author, mom, and stream extraordinaire, Miss Syl Spence. And just a little background about Silvana Spence. She's originally from Brazil. She's an author, like I said, mom, presenter, and educator who resides in Jacksonville, Florida with her two daughters. Victoria is portrayed as a character, and Isabella is the co-author of her book, Bella the Scientist Goes to Outer Space. She holds a bachelor's degree in early childhood education, an ESOL endorse, and a master's degree in curriculum and instruction. So welcome to the guest chair, Syl. I'm so excited to have you here. Much for having me. I'm so excited to. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So tell us, Syl, I love your story. Can you share with our audience, you know, your love of multicultural education, especially interwoven with STEM in your background? Yes. My love started a long time ago because I started teaching back in Brazil. And I was teaching ESOL, English, um, as a second language. For me, it's very important to incorporate your culture and everybody's culture into your teaching. So that way, everybody feels valued, you know, and they can be more interested in what you are teaching, in what you are doing, and they can participate more. So with the STEM, I have two beautiful girls, as you read over there. They're the world to me, and I try to make sure that every activity that we do, it's engaging and hands-on. And nothing better than science to make things hands-on, because science is just a beautiful combination of reading and hands-on experiences, and some of math, too, because you have to use measurements and things, right? So every summer that we're together, I try to make sure that we had educational activities to do for them to be busy and things like that. So we were always doing science experiments. And that's when the STEM was big. So why would I just pick science experiments? I would pick based on their interests. So it's not something that I imposed to them. It's something that they were already interested in doing. So I would just pretty much kind of cater to what to their interests. And because I also loved it, it was just a beautiful combination, right? So then we started doing, on Instagram, we did some stories. We didn't really post on the page when I first started with Bella and Vicky. But if you go on Bella the Scientist Instagram, you scroll all the way down and you can see a video of the two of them when they were very little, you know, Bella with her squeaky voice, like, I'm Bella the Scientist. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> You know, that we would record and we were doing things just really for fun, right? And we would post and share and they would dress up, you know, really like a fun thing. And then it turned into it. The fun thing turned into an idea. And the idea turned into a book. That is so neat. And how you and your daughter co-authored it and your second daughter is the main character. It just is a family 
dream come into fruition and following your story and, you know, going to your events, your book events that you have with your daughter dressed up like astronauts. That's just, she's going to look back in this moment in her life and just say, wow, I did this with my mom. And oh, I tip my hat to you. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Life yeah. is very hard. But I think if we put effort into making good memories, we can do. We don't need a whole lot of shebang. If you can, let's put on it. To make beautiful memories, you know, with the ones you love. And I really try to make sure that I do that with my students in my classroom. And I try to make sure that I do it with my own children too. Because they look at stuff in the classroom that I do with my students. And I can see sometimes they feel kind of little heavy, hearted. Because their teacher doesn't do that. And then I just explain, well, we are kind of on a different grade level. I teach younger children and I don't have as much stress of a testing grade level as your professors, your teachers have. Because I have one in fourth grade now and the other one is in high school, the sophomore. So I said, so things are not going to be kind of like that. So they're like, well, we really love coming to your class, mama. And was this, this time, I, I usually have a gingerbread house that I put it together every December. I had a couple of parents that donated the house to me. And it was amazing because I kind of threw the idea out there. It was like four years ago. And I said, I would love to have a gingerbread house for the kids to go inside and read a book. And wow. they put the house together. Oh, that's awesome. And then one day they came in with this huge house. That can fit two or three grown-ups inside. Wow. And they had a, like a whole intricate, you know, that's pure stem that house. And, and I kept the house and I took care of the house all these years. It's made out of cardboard. But I think the house, it's all about memories for the kids. The kids look at the house. It's just like a whole world of magic happens to them. And that's how I love when the kids come into my room. And then she turned to me and, she, and my daughter turned to me, Isabella, and said, well, the gingerbread house is going to stay here. It stays here every year after you do the gingerbread for the kids. I say, yeah, usually I transform the house into a snow house, you know, for January. Oh, yeah. And then she said, I would like to take the house home this year. And I was like, okay. So I text her phone and said, I need your check. We need to put the gingerbread house home. Oh, so the same day that we were off, you know, the same Friday, I said, I'm putting this house together today. Never. Or I'll never get reconstructed. Oh, yeah. Been there. No, she had a little friend coming over to say, your friend help it. And we put it together. And she was a happy camper inside the gingerbread house with her friend. And she lived oh. with me. There's something inside of us that never grows up. We just yes. need somebody to kind of motivate you to just leave that kid that never dies inside of us. If we don't allow to die, because sometimes we suppress it because, you know, the world really requires so many things and so many changes in our behavior. And it was funny that her grandpa wanted to go in the house. Oh, I love that. Who else wanted to go in the house? Yes, we all have that inside, and we just need kind of a little push. 
We do. And, and don't you feel that too, Syl, when it comes to us educators, we need that little push to step outside of our comfort zone and invite all kinds of different authors like yourself and different perspectives in science, technology, reading, math, arts, because I feel like in this space and even following you in your diverse stream books that you selected, can you tell us more about how you can give us educators as adults that kid energy to pursue this work? I will tell you based on how I get it. Mm-hmm. I give what I didn't have, what I dreamed to have in a classroom based on the resources that I can get. I don't, work, I don't believe in working alone, right? Yes. Because it's, uh-huh. they make things really hard. So you yes, need somebody or a group of people that will believe in your idea to make things easier for you. They will always have that teacher that people call the crazy teacher, right? That will say, that will be like, come on, let's do this. And they will help you put the house back together. Because mm. I'll confess something too. This year was a little different than the other past years that I usually had like a whole transformation happening. And just to hear, wow. And that would just fill my cup or water or two. <laughs> the yes, crazy. We need that. Oh, we need that. We need that because so much is required from us. And so much is taken from us. So much is taken and nothing is replenished. So the truth's joy does replenish and refill our cup. Mm -hmm. The joy helps that. It's it's one of the components that helps that. You know, when the parents also chip in and appreciate you and admin appreciates and your coworkers, it's it's a group. Of, it's a combination of things to keep us going in this profession, right? So I, for me, is like, I want to, the kids to feel that when they walk through my door, it's a world of wonder. It's like, I have no manpower, right, to make this into this new world. And other teachers, other naysayers say, you don't need all that for the kids to learn. Maybe I need that. Yes. Yes. Maybe wow. I need that motivation to come in and feel that I am in a world of wonder so I can make them feel in a world of wonder and they can learn that way. Have so, somebody, yes. at least one person that believes that is your goal too, that will yeah. put it together, whatever transformation, whatever house, whatever idea that you have, hold on tight to that person. And work with it, you know, so you can, can stay in the professional a little longer, right? Yes. Because we can get discouraged, you know, realistically speaking. Yes. So for me, it's like, it's important to be hands-on. It's important to have a combination of things so they can learn because it's a lot of things that we need to teach in one day or they exactly. to absorb. So they need experiences that they can relate to the real world. And if we can provide those experiences and those activities in a fun and beautiful way, why not? It might bring me a little bit of more work, but it will bring all of us a lot of joy and great memories that we will never forget. 
Oh, I love that. So, and you do need that colleague or that teacher team that re-energizes you to fill your cup as well. You, when you touched on that, you know, teachers do, we take a lot of, you know, the stressors with the job, the expectations, the, the grade levels. We need them and the objectives we need our students to attain. But we also get depleted. And like you said, you need some that'll get us our cup filled for two quarters just to keep us going. And if you see another colleague that is depleting, you're like, oh, I got some to fill with you to fill your cup, too. Yes. You know, that's need because we work with humans. Yes. We're people. You know, we huh. work with people, but we are people, too. Yes. Yes. Too, there's always going to be the naysayers, the other teachers that are going to be grumpy and say, you're just giving yourself more work. But if we don't have those teachers that say, that's not you. Yes. That's not you. And those people, this sorry, I got the notion. I love that. People come heavy. So I think one of them turned to me and said, Save time and effort with our weekly Cross-Cultural Connections newsletter. Every week, you'll learn more timely strategies and resources to help you engage cross-culturally at work and at home. Go to jebaedmonds.com forward slash resources forward slash email signup. That is J-E-B-E-H-E-D-M-U-N-D-S dot com forward slash resources forward slash email sign up. You have to do what makes your heart sing. Mm. That for me, and the way she said it was so sweet and kind. What we miss so much in teaching. Teachers are becoming so hard, hearted with so much of this stuff that beat us down so much and we just uh-huh. turning on each other sometimes. Yes. We're supposed to be each other's support. Right? Yes. So then she turned to me and said, because the other one said, what happened this year with you? I haven't seen your class decorated. I haven't seen nothing outside. I said, I'm depressed. Yeah. And uh-huh. people with those sweet and kind voices that come to you and say, you know what? Even if your kids don't behave, even if your parents don't appreciate you, do what makes your heart. I'm tearing up just thinking about feeling that. And told her, I need to go get the house today. I only have today because... Mm -hmm. The house is just going to be here for two days. Because usually when I know Christmas is coming, Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. is over, my entire class is already all just Yes. Yes. I was different and I needed a push. I needed someone to kind of motivate me because all the the heavy voices of just show, no, too much work. Or all the negativity, it touched me so much that I kind of started to becoming introverted and 
when I'm naive and introverted, right? But then these two people said, what happened? I have one that is like all over the place. What happened? Why is this mm-hmm. thing? So I turned to the other ones and said, listen, you come with me to the stores. Because then she went like, ah, so you change your mind. Yes. Oh, that's so powerful. And that was it. And like we brought the house in. We quickly put everything together because I'm very fat because it's, it's not really complicated. So, yes. um, so we put it together. I, I organized the tables and I already had activities that were made copies. I already had because I plan a year ahead. Oh, yes. Especially with the jobs. I had to get your stuff ready. Oh, been there. <laughs> so I had to do was to put it on the table and yeah. divide Centers for the kids. That's it. That's it. And just open the door and let them in. And I bet that made your heart just sing. It's like you need that message at that time to go, wow, I also need to fulfill my heart to sing and to to see the eyes of wonder, like you said, in your students' eyes. And it just makes it worth it. Each because of joy. I teach because I love children and I love to make children happy. That's why I teach. And that's why I teach little kids. Yes. (laughs) And you also know, too, still the responsibility we as educators are putting in that future human workforce. They're going to come back to you when they're adults. They go, wow, I remember that gingerbread house. I remember doing this center with you. And... um, you know, I feel like even with uh, the late Maya Angelou, I remember when I was going into undergrad and teaching in grad school was when she said, they'll never remember all of the lessons, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And that was my biggest motivator as being a teacher in the classroom. Of, wow, you know, I can do the best lesson I can, but how did I make that student feel? Did I make them feel welcome? Did I make them feel seen and valued? That's when I knew I did my job, you know? Yes. I remember when I had a parent conference, I talked to the parents and I said, I am not here to disappear. I really don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. They looked at me like, you were crazy. I said, you might think that I'm crazy. I might be, but I'm just saying, I don't want to do that because then they don't want to come here and they don't Mm want to spend a day with me. I want to have fun with your kids. I want to teach them, of course, academics. And yes. make great memories. That's just really what I want to Yeah. So you do that part. I you know. do that part. You are that parent. Exactly. Let me be the teacher. Oh, I like this still. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. So here's a couple questions before we get ourselves going some more. Share with me too of uh, strategies that educators can do to continue this stream, you know, science, technology, reading, engineering, arts, and math. What strategies do you have for us educators out there in I this space? Have, have the parents to donate things to you. Household items, um, paper towel tubes, everything that you can think that you can build. Of course, you're not going to just have random stuff, but you're going to look in your pacing guide and you're going to see, according to the standards that you have in your uh, county, what are you teaching? For example, if you're teaching uh, forces, you know, motion and things like that, then it's a cool thing to make. We made a car, right? Nice. And so we made a car out of plastic water bottle and we had the axles and the, and the wheels. I had the parents, I had the little wish list from Amazon and the parents donated, right? If you are in a neighborhood, the parents can't do that. 
So you just ask them for the household items. If you have little wooden sticks that you, you water caps, you know, water bottle caps, you can just throw a hole through that and that can turn into the axle and the wheels of the car that you need in your water and cardboard and things like that. So you just need to be very resourceful and think of resources that parents that do not have the means to purchase things that they can contribute to your classroom, you know, and somehow that you can put it together and help each child to have a kit for them to build their car, right? Oh, so that is that, one thing. Yeah. So just, you know, use the village that you use the resources that you have from the village that you have and be aware of the village that you have, the economics, the status of that village so then they can actually help you. And use um, donors' tools. Use, you know, places that they can donate to you. Use grants that they can donate to your class so you can have the resources that you need in order to make these fun activities with the kids, right? So I think that it's like you look at your pacing guide, you look at, um, you know, what are the standards that you're going to be teaching, and then you look at the resources that you have and what you will need. You put that together and you make it happen with the kids because that way yes. the kids are learning in a hands-on manner and in a manner that they are understanding process thinking, you know, creative yes. thinking. All the parts for a STEM will be there. All the standards for a STEM will be there and they will never forget. Yeah, I never that. forgot when my godmother helped me build a castle, right? Mm-hmm. Out of... um. Uh, it wasn't cardboard, but it was like a uh, paper poster. Right. Okay. And she already brought a paper poster that was already pink. So I just had to color a few details to make the details of the castles because I used to read a whole lot. And she used to really nurture that reading with lots of, you know, fairy tales and things like that. And then she brought these resources and we put that together with tape. Right. So this is one of the things I did in my class. I had tape and we were going over a unit that was about technology and it was technology at work. So I said, we want to make a robot, you know, kind of like a robot. It was not going to move, but let's do this. And I put writing together. So they had to do an expository writing telling me, explain to me what kind of robot they would do and what would the robot do to help people be What kind of skills would that whole robot have? And then they would have to draw the robot and the robot that they would draw their writing journal, they would have to be looking like that. So for them to do that, they had to bring uh, soda cans or sparkling water can, whatever, you know, can that they could bring. And they brought it and they built like that. And it was really, really cool, right? And they were really excited. So then the next piece would be a little more expensive because to make the robot move, right? And they said, you know what? You can make the robot move in your house with your parents if you really want to do that, right? I didn't want to read an extension lesson too for them to go in and do that. Uh-huh. For them to do that at home with their parents. And that is, is a life lesson and memory that they are building with the parents. And it's only because one of the parents turned to me and said, you know, when they were talking about reading at night, that they were just going over it really quickly because they were tired and things like that. And then he turned to me and said, well, when we changed the way we were doing things and because they are twins, we had each a time with them and I was asking them questions 
And it was good, not just for the improving their comprehension, but it was a great quality time that we had together. Basically, so you can have memories with your children while you're helping them learn. Yes. Oh, and I just love how you touched on, Sil, the parental involvement by contributing whatever they can economically, whatever they can to bring to the teacher, and then also contributing their time with their child after school. That I feel is so important, that bridging stream, STEM, technology, all of that component in school and at home is a simpler bridge than we actually think about. You know, even with my two boys, I used to call it Edmonds Camp. No, as a teacher mom, you get it. Oh, yes. we got them all summer, so we got to make it work, right? Oh, and I have summer camp. The whole summer camp and, you know, two boys and they're busy boys. And I just remember my youngest would just be crying. I don't want to do Edmonds Camp. But then when you put Mentos in the, in the soda pop in the backyard, oh, this is fun. Mom. What can we do next? What science experiment are we going to do next, mom? So things like that, I like what you've shared already, Sil. It's simple, but it's these memories that you're creating with your kids. You know, that is so important as an educator and as a parent. This is just great, great knowledge. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Sil. Yes. You try to tell your kids what? Needs that tomorrow is not promised. So we have to do our best for the time that we spend together with each other so yes. we never know when is the last when we, we can make sure that every moment that we are together is a great memory oh, off that. and before we go so can you share with our audience where they can find you online you can find me on mrs dot s number four success on instagram and it's the same thing on tiktok but I would say more Instagram because I'm there more often. Uh, and Bella the Scientist on Instagram too. Awesome. I ordered your book, Bella the Scientist. I cannot wait because on my show too, on my YouTube channel, I do book reviews of BIPOC authors like yourself. And so to showcase, to get more of your copies in our classrooms so they can see that representation. Yes, thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate the invitation. You oh. both love me. Oh, thank you, Sue. I had a wonderful time with you on the show. And yes, folks, thank you so much for listening to the Cultural Curriculum Chat. Feel free to like and share and subscribe this episode with another teacher or parent who is interested in STEM with our students. And thanks again, Sue. I will have all of your information in our show notes so our audience can follow your journey as well. So thanks again everyone and have a good one. Thanks for listening to Cultural Curriculum Chat with Jebba Edmonds. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We will be here same time, same place next week. Take care. Bye-bye.